It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Locked On Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So feel free to subscribe, feel free to follow, depending on your app of choice will be delivered to your eyes and ears when we publish every day. And thanks for making us your first listen. James, as I mentioned, we have a ton of content coming this week for the draft. We've got Mock Draft Monday. We've got Joe Goodberry again. We've got Mike Bengals underscore San Santagata. We've got Brian Callahan. Did I just bury the lead a little bit? I might yeah, have. That, that's exactly what you did is you buried the lead. Joe Joe Goodberry's great and so is Bengals Sands. But yeah, Brian Callahan later in the week. That's That's the one for those who don't know. The Bengals offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's the lead. You got to lead with BC, my man. (laughs) I I like to build suspense a little bit. What can I say? We're going in chronological order there as well. But James, I guess the least exciting part of our week is Mock Draft Monday. Who to thunk? Which is one of my favorite parts of most weeks. So that means we're uh, locked and loaded, like you said. We sure are. So we're going to be using the Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator today, James, and Well, we've run the first round. We're on the clock in the first round. It's time to make a pick. Let's bring in the simulator. And it's another interesting week out here in mock draft (laughs) simulator land, James. We, We have a choice again to make here that is not the choice that many of you probably want the Bengals to make. Yeah. And first, let's go over a lot of the guys that are gone. Right, especially for our audio listeners, Tyler Linderbaum, my guy. Well, long gone, you know. Uh, Sauce Gardner, trade up for him. Well, in this is going to happen. I'm 100% confident. Long gone, Kyer Elam gone, Andrew Booth Jr. gone. 
Uh, Kenyon Green, gone. David Ojabo, for those who won him, gone. Zion Johnson, gone. And a lot of those guys going for the, the trade-up crowd in the 23, when you talk about Andrew Booth Jr., to 30 range. At Linderbaum, Booth, Elam, um, to the other two linemen, Johnson and Green. So that's the part of it, Jake, where it's like, man, picks 23 through 30, pretty painful for the Bengals. Yeah, this one in particular is one where you're right. Linderbaum at 24. I mean, Jermaine Johnson at 26. This one's insane. Speaking of crazy falls for players, Kyer Elam, like you said, James, 28, right before the Bengals pick. Kenyon Green goes off the board at pick 30. And so if you're the Bengals in this scenario. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. In this scenario, I don't know what... <laughs> What exactly you do? Like so, Sam. Here's the first part. Much like last week, Sam Howell's there. Maybe someone wants a quarterback. Maybe someone wants that fifth year option. You agree, Jake? You start with the trade down possibility here. No one's popping. All the eye popping guys are gone. And if you're not eye popping to me, well, you should at least explore the possibility of trading down. Yeah, to me, everybody who I'm excited about, like really excited about at 31 are those guys we just talked about going right before we were able to make a pick here at 31. But mm -hmm. there are still some players here that, that could be good, I think, both short and long term for the Bengals. But you're right. I think I would start if I were the Bengals in this scenario. And both those corners just got picked and all those offensive linemen just got picked. There's not an edge rusher that fell that I think can make a massive impact right away. I will be exploring trade back first for sure. I agree with you there. But the names that I think are interesting, well, one is an edge rusher that I think could make a difference, and it's Arnold Ebikati from Penn State, the edge rusher who I, I think is a guy that's got a first, second round grade, could make a difference, could be the edge rusher they like at the end of the first round, could be Travis Jones. I know one... Uh, one of our listeners who has done a lot of his own draft work is like, man, if you get to that situation again, just draft Travis Jones. Yeah, he the was mad. That, he was mad we didn't take him. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended and up we, getting Jones in the second round. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the other one that I think here is is really interesting is Jaquan Brisker, the safety mm -hmm. from Penn State. So two Penn State players, who to thunk? But Jaquan Brisker, the other one here who can play both safety positions, has a lot of positional versatility when it comes to the safety position. And that's how he gets on the field in year one, is he is a really good third safety and really good depth for Von Bell and Jesse Bates and a potential replacement for either guy if the Bengals can't get the extensions or don't want to get the extensions done with either of them. Yeah, he, he certainly, the, the fit is there. But again, when, when it comes to the trading down idea, Second round grade from Dane Brugler, right? And and yeah, it's a great fit, but will he be there at 38? Will he be there at 40? I see Desmond Ritter is still on the board. By the way, I, I didn't realize that. As I mentioned, Sam Howe, Ritter's going to go ahead of Howe. I don't think Ritter's actually going to be there when the Bengals are on the clock. But what that does is it gives these teams, the Atlanta Falcons of the world, a chance to, to potentially move up. But yeah, uh, I think Brisker fit-wise makes a ton of sense. And that's the thing is, is it's this weird in between where I think a lot of these mocks, Jake, we're going to be like, this guy could make some sense. This guy fills a need, but is he the 31st player <laughs> or is he 45th? 
And and that's the part. That's the juggling act because there there are guys that are going to fit, but can the Bengals move down and still get that guy? And you just don't want to feel like you're reaching. You also don't want to feel like you're just taking a need, so to speak, to take a need. And the board certainly hasn't fallen that way because it doesn't look like there's really a guy that's like clearly going to address the need without reaching. So it, it's tough. But from a fit standpoint, Brisker, um, Hill is still there, by the way, I believe. Daxton Hill is still available. Um, so that one is is interesting since we took him last week. I don't know if he's going to be available either. And that's the fun part about these mock drafts. And there's different boards that we're using based on the the, the platform. But I think the NFL is pretty high on Daxton Hill. We'll see. I'm, I don't know if he's going to be there necessarily when the Bengals are on the clock. They also play different positions. And if it's Daxton Hill, you're taking a guy who's kind of like maybe he can do some of Trey Flowers job and also be a third safety, whereas Jaquan Brisker is a true backup free or strong safety. He can move and I, I think truly that he can play both. You're talking about reaching for a potential need there. James Kyler Gordon still available, a guy we talked about with Mike at Bengals underscore San Santagata last week when we had him on to do some deep dives. That's a guy that would be kind of that, in my opinion, a reach for a need. Can't, uh, sorry, Roger McCreary, the other one who I don't think is necessarily on the Bengals board. They would have never drafted a corner with arms that short. And the last name here that I think is really interesting is Logan Hall. If mm-hmm. they really want to go the three-tech route, Logan Hall is probably in the in-between for their first and second round pick. So here's the spot where, you know, if you can trade back into early third round, go after Logan Hall. That could make sense for the Bengals as well. When you talk about quarterbacks still available, how about Kenny Pickett as well? Mm-hmm. All the quarterbacks still available here. but Which, Jay- which I, again, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. I think some of these guys are going to go, which if you're the Bengals, you want them all to go. So it can bump down some of these Tyler Linderbaum, Kenyon Green, Andrew Booth Jr., Kyer Elam fans, because you're probably a fan of one of those four players if you're listening to this show. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that there's a chance, even though back-to-back weeks now, Jake, we're looking and we're kind of like, man, it looks like safety might be the play here at 31. Yeah, and, and let's just, let's make it the play. Let's, let's again. It should be. Brisker. Make a, a, and hopefully a BPA pick. I'm sure many of our listeners disagree and are saying Ebicady's the guy or Travis Jones is the guy or whoever's the guy. And, well, you let us know who your guy is here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the names. We've mentioned all the most notable names if you're only listening on audio. But Jaquan Brisker will be the first round pick and we'll dive into day two coming up next. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. The NBA playoffs are here. Major League Baseball is here. You can wager on the Cincinnati Reds. If you want to, you can wager on my Golden State Warriors. Steph, come back. Let's roll. Let's get things rolling in the Bay. I'm hoping so. We'll see if that happens. Uh, Maybe you're a Bulls fan like Jake, and well, they're uh, limping into the playoffs. So who knows? Regardless, Bet Online is a one stop shop for all your sports wagering needs, all things player props. If you're looking for different player prop bets, they got you covered there as well. I've used them. For the NBA playoffs, believe me, I got some wagers down. You should too at Bet Online. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. It's easy to sign up. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, James, you might have hoped that the second round would get easier or maybe the decisions would be a little bit easier. But as we have run the second round here, I think it's just getting harder. Personally, you see a number of cornerbacks fly off the board. Roger McCreary, Kyler Gordon, the guys that you were hoping you might have a chance out at the tail end of the second round. Travis Jones, Arnold Ebicady, Tyler Johnson, if you're interested in him as a developmental offensive lineman. Logan Hall, Nick Benito, who I like as an edge rusher. Trey McBride and Marvin Leal. All these guys are guys that you're hoping maybe one of them falls. Mm. None of them do in this case. And instead, it's like, okay, if you're the Bengals, where do we go here? Do you go for a guy like Perry and Winfrey, the interior defensive lineman from Oklahoma who Mm -hmm. fits a need? Isn't the worst value, in my opinion, at 63 PFF is a little bit lower on him than the league might be. But I think that round two is probably fair value for him. I honestly, James, have a hard time figuring out where to go. Yeah, it's it's tough in this scenario because it's Winfrey. And then you look at who else is on the board and, you know, there's not a lot, right? Josh Paschal uh, out of the University of Kentucky, some, an edge if you're looking that route. But no one pops. No one's jumping off the board. And Trey McBride could have certainly done that. Uh, you know, Marcus Jones out of Houston feels early for him. It's It's tough. It's tough, and, and it's not like, you know, there's a, a clear-cut offensive line, and people know I, I'm bullish on the offensive line. If there was someone there that, that was obvious, I mean, maybe, and they did bring in uh, J. Marie Salyer from uh, Georgia, maybe, you know, they like him enough. But, ah, man, it's uh, it's tough. It's slim pickings right now, and that's the part of it. You're drafting at the end of the round. It's going to feel that way sometime. Yeah, another one here that I think is interesting, James, is Daniel Falele, who is a tackle, and the Bengals probably relatively set at tackle, but massive dude. And there's a toolkit there, and it's it's a matter of figuring out how it how it would fit with your club. What other positions do you think the Bengals would be looking at here in the second round that we could take a peek at? Well, it, let, let's look at wide receiver. Who's who's there? Because if the best player on their board, if this is how it plays out, and the best best player on their board is receiver, and they can't move down, they can't. I, I think they would consider taking a receiver. And we talked about Alec Pierce a lot last week. He's still yeah. available. The Bengals brought him in for a top thirty visit. Uh, oh, did they? Top thirty visit, according to uh, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network. So interesting that they're at least taking a look at him. Yeah. And, um, 63rd overall, I get it. You know, you know, I, I can feel people cringing right now. Like, you're really going to invest another premium pick into a receiver. But he, here would be my logic. If the the bar, and I'm not even just talking about 
Alec Pierce. You know, Justin Ross is still on the board. I don't think they would necessarily been on, be in on him at this stage. Uh, Mechie from Alabama. Any of these guys. If they feel like that that guy is going to be a difference maker for them down the line and is clear-cut the best player available, I don't want them to go against their board because it it's scary from a, from a need standpoint. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think another another guy that we should talk about here really quick, Sean Ryan from UCLA. We know that there's some interest there. I know PFF has him as a third-round guy, but that's a guy that the Bengals could be interested in if they want to go offensive line in the second round. Cole Strange, a center out of Chattanooga – or sorry, interior lineman, let's say, from Chattanooga. <laughs> uh, they've got him as a guard on Pro Football Focus's simulator is another one. And then – Cam Jurgens, Cam Jurgens is really is low on a lot of buried on the PFF board. Yeah, but I, I know some people like I've heard he could go before Linderbaum. I've heard that too from which, Daniel Jeremiah talked about it. Right, which, crazy. Yeah, it was Jeremiah. Which, which to to us on the outside, not with NFL sources, is crazy to think about. But we do need to make a choice here, James. Is this our Alec Pierce scenario? Who it? Unless, do you feel strongly about? Because this is. Alec Pierce last week to me was just smashing value. So I was like, okay, 95. I don't give a damn who else is there. I'm going to throw jump balls all day long. Here, this is about where I think he should go. Is there anyone else screaming to you and, and, and jumping out? Perrion Winfrey, or is, it, is, he, is he jumping out to you or is he not? To me, Alec Pierce literally jumps out. He jumps out of the gym. He would impress Bob Huggins and Eric Hicks back in the day if he was on a basketball court because he's got a 40-inch vertical. Yeah, so I, I think that pairs well. And I think he's uh, one thing real quick on him. Uh, I know that uh, Luke Fickle talked. He was on the Rich Eisen show and he was talking about how, yeah, we used Pierce this way in, in the way we used him. That's because we had to. He could do a lot more. And I think that part's interesting, especially because he did go up against Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant on the daily. Yeah, and, and that competition with Sauce Gardner can only help. But I, I do think Perry and Winfrey does jump out at me. From a need value perspective, it, it kind of marries those a little bit more for me than Alec Pierce does, especially since when you're profiling Alec Pierce, he could probably play in the slot in the NFL, and maybe that even becomes his best fit. But Or, or maybe he is just T. Higgins' heir apparent at some point, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, we've talked a lot about T. Higgins' contract, but Perry and Winfrey is a guy that I think could play 400 snaps as a rookie and do yeah. some of what they lost with Larry Ogunjobi. Yep. And, and so when I look at it that way, and I love receivers and love them, but we know how slim pickings it is on the interior of the defensive line in this draft, especially with what the Bengals need. You look at Perry and Winfrey, he's got a second round grade, according to Dane Brugler. This is the end of the second round. You know, I, I'm fine with it. And that's probably the way I lean. Sometimes th there's a tie and the tie it, it need is the tiebreaker, and I think Winfrey gets the nod for me this week. And and who oh, who knows? Maybe Pierce will be there in round three. I'm not optimistic. If he is, I'll run the card up in in four four one Alec Pierce fashion. A Alec Pierce went off the board right away. Of course he did. That's <laughs> of course uh, immediately yeah. flying off the board. And as we review the rest of what happened here in the second round, quickly before we dive into the third round. Falele, we talked about, he goes off the board pretty quickly. Alec Pierce, as we mentioned, Jamari Sawyer, Josh Paschal. I actually don't know how his name is said. Paschal? Do you know? I think it's Paschal, I think. 
uh, Justin Ross, John Ryan. So all these offensive linemen we were looking at, Cole Strange, Greg Dolchich, who was a guy I was really hoping we could get in three. And here we are. Some tight ends have been picked, James. And, well, I'm looking back at the interior offensive line here. I'm looking back at offensive linemen. Cam Jurgen's still there. And that's the thing. Like, if he's still there now, certainly an interesting name. Chris Paul is interesting because his name is Chris Paul. And how cool is that, that this draft has a Kobe Bryant and a Chris Paul? Shout out to Chris it, Paul. It also has a Zachary Thomas and a Zach Tom, both of whom play tackle, which I think is quite funny. I'm 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 challenged by this in these simulators, James, because Cam Jurgens is so low on the PFF board. Yeah, but to but me, he won't go that low. He won't this go is low. roughly the range where you would you would expect him to be gone. Marquise Hayes is is another guy from Oklahoma. I know Brandon Thorne really likes Marquise Hayes. Has a early day two grade on him. So those are some guys that I'm really looking at here. I know the Bengals had presence at Central Michigan's pro day, and we're looking at Luke Gadecki and Bernard Raymond Gadecki. Probably profiles inside, even though he played tackle in college. Luke Fortner is a guy from UK that I'm sure they could see as a potential center. Donovan West, another guy that is is appreciated by Brandon Thorne. So a lot of guys here on the interior offensive line that I like, but maybe that's a reason to wait and see who's there in the fourth round. Yeah, and, and I was looking at it just corner-wise. I know people are probably yelling right now, corner, corner, corner. What about Marcus Jones out of Houston? Looked like he was still available. Um, is that someone you'd consider Cam Taylor Britt, another guy that I expect to go in this range? Those two guys still on the board. Is, yeah, is, is that intriguing to you? It's really intriguing to me, actually. Marcus Jones is not an outside corner at the NFL, but he is a playmaker. He's just he's just probably confined to the slot because of his size. He's five eight. I like Marcus Jones. He'd be a great returner. That's a lot of value. We know that's something the team is looking for. As a corner, though, I would be looking at Cam Taylor Britt here. As a pure mm-hmm. corner, he can play outside. He needs to refine his game, but he has the athletic tools to stick outside. I would be looking at Cam Taylor Britt between the two just because they have Mike Hilton for three mm-hmm. more years. Yeah, and and obviously, and to me, I don't know. I, I think you could find someone down the line. Yeah, you're, you're not worried about it with Mike Hilton. And you you want to get a developmental outside guy minimum. And who knows, maybe Cam Taylor Britt pushes it. So to me, you named off a bunch of interior offensive linemen. There's one real outside corner that, that I think deserves, you know, in real consideration right now. That's the way I'm leaning, which means – my God, we're going to start this draft with three straight defensive players. It looks like that might happen. Yeah, well, we we didn't take Alec Pierce. We didn't. We we wow. haven't taken a tight end. We, oh my what God! Are, no offensive lineman. Well, we're going to have to go back to offensive line, I think, or tight end in the fourth round. And this is where we talked earlier about trading back. And this mm-hmm. is where you know if they can trade back and still scoop up one of these defensive players and hopefully add a pick day, you know, round three, round four. This is where you can kind of double dip on a couple offensive positions, but we're not trading back today. Let's go Cam Taylor Britt here, James, and see what the options are at tight end and at offensive line in round four. But first, a word 
from Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you, perfect for Cam Taylor Britt, perfect for Perry and Winfrey, perfect for Jake Lisko. So check them out right now at Built.com. Every single bar covered in 100% real chocolate. This ain't that fake stuff. The protein is very real as well, and they're low in sugar, they're low in calories, they're perfect. So check them out built.com use promo code lock 15 you're going to get 15 percent off your order again get the number one protein bar on the planet at built.com with promo code locked 15 if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite nfl team should be adding to its roster you need to check out locked on nfl scouting available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day well, James, <laughs> Chris Paul's still there. <laughs> Chris Paul's still available out of Wake Forest. No, and he's not uh, out out of uh, out of Tulsa. And, and he's Chris, not a bad Chris player. Paul, the basketball players from Wake Forest. Sorry it's, it's, for those who didn't get the joke. Thanks for well, clarifying. I shouldn't it, do it's that. It's confusing because Zach Tom is also here from Wake Forest at the top of the board, and and we're looking at Lyman here. Lasita Smith. I'm not sure how that name is pronounced. I think that's it. I don't know. It's, it's another guy that I know Brandon Thorne likes. But yeah. this is uh this is a Yeah, this is a scenario where, you know, Alec Lindstrom's there, Cade Mays, who who knows, maybe the Bengals would be interested in him. Uh you got some Oklahoma linemen on the board. I mean, it's uh Man, it's tough. They need to get an extra pick in these rounds because now we're looking at it and nothing's really popping. I mean, maybe Zach Tom, maybe that's the route you go. Uh, Chris Paul for from a basketball standpoint, but this is football, so I need to shut up. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. What about tight end? Or is there anyone else here on the offensive line that stand out to you before we switch to tight end? I don't think so on the offensive line. I. I think this is a scenario where you've kind of missed on offensive line, and I haven't watched enough of Lysidus Smith to have much of my own opinion. Just going off of Brandon Thorne's opinion, I think you would consider him here. I just think it's a bit of a rough scenario here where you've you've kind of missed on tight end. You've you've kind of missed on on <laughs> offensive line a little bit. But I will say this. All of these simulators this year are all over the place in a big way. So like Jake Ferguson in the fourth round, I don't think is crazy. I don't think it's crazy tight end out of Wisconsin. I, I just find myself disagreeing a little bit with PFF's rankings of tight ends. Let's look at uh, because we almost picked Alec Pierce. What, what's that receiver? Any you got anything? I'm a receiver guy. We got any receivers? God, does anybody <laughs> scroll down? Maybe, maybe I'm you? missing. Maybe I'm missing someone, but no, not here, not here. Like I, I like. Uh, the Kevin Austin Jr. kid out of Notre Dame, but not here. A little later, all right. We're, we're in the fourth round. That that's a, a sixth rounder for me. Um, so yeah, this is tough. It, it really is. And uh, you're right. Part of that has to do with all these simulators um, and, and what uh, you know how they line up. And the boards are obviously going to be much different. Uh, I will say this: the Bengals did express interest in Isaiah Thomas, the edge. 
and uh, another NBA name that, that comes into play. I had to mention him out of Oklahoma. Still on the board. Uh, feels a bit early, but who knows? I think this is actually the range for him is is in the late part of the fourth round. He's kind of like in, in the, I, I think, early day three conversation. And so this wouldn't be crazy. I, I could see that happening, but we're still, we're just, we're just going to not draft an offensive player. I guess no, it doesn't feel that way. Cause I, to me, who, who stands out to you? It, it's probably, it probably is Isaiah Thomas. I mean, is, is there anyone else? Was there any offensive lineman? You're like, yeah, take him right here. Uh, like I said, Lasita Smith is a guy that I would need to see a little bit more of, but based on opinions, I trust you would have to consider. And Outside of that, you know, you're looking at maybe a tight end here. And maybe the Bengals do pick a tight end here after three picks of defensive players. But we know they've had interest in Isaiah Thomas. And I, I mean, are we, are we drafting a fourth defensive player, James? Just just, just go ahead. This is so anti-me and anti-Joe Burrow. Go well, ahead. It's not, even, it's not even something that I particularly like going four straight defensive players. Like, oh. I know they've invested in the offense in – in the in the free agency period but even when they've done the opposite approach they've, they're picking players on the other side of the ball at this point it's like first two rounds offense then they went defense but the offensive guys haven't been there so let's go isaiah thomas and hope that there's an offensive player that we like in the fifth round as the simulator runs here well zach tom's still there um the kid out of idaho noah uh, ellis is uh, available. I don't think they'd be in on him just because uh, they've already we've already addressed the defensive line. Jake Ferguson. Hey, I'm not I'm not going to pretend like I even know much about him yet. We're, we're getting there. Um, but if if you think he's the run, he's the play here. I'm all for it because I want to give Joe Burrow some more help, and we have not done that in the first four rounds. I do think they're going to draft a tight end at some point. Mm-hmm. And Jake Ferguson is a guy that has decent athleticism. He ran a little bit slow in the 40, but he's kind of an all-round tight end. I just want to draft a guy that has my name. We got to get a James on the team as well at some point. And I'm really struggling with this simulator today, James. If I'm in these scenarios as the Bengals, it'll be really interesting to see where they would go in these situations. I'm sure they've done a lot more work than we have so they have that benefit of being more deeply intimate with the players available to them and how they think they would fit in their system. But it, it is tough when we're looking at the positions we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, since I'm a wide receiver guy, you you, you mentioned uh, James, maybe Jamison Williams will fall to 31. Not likely. I, I was looking here. There, there are not many James is so far. James Cook is a running back. They're not in the the running back mold. So I don't know. They might might not add a uh, James. Is there a James on the roster now? I don't think there is. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a undrafted guy like Tyshawn James out of Central Connecticut or something. But just just looking. Maybe it's Jake Ferguson then to wrap things up here. Maybe you like Derek Deese if you're listening and and you can't see the board. Another tight end that some folks have been interested in, but. You get four defensive players and a tight end here, James, and you're kind of thinking, well, maybe some trades could have could have changed things, and maybe the Bengals would make those trades in these scenarios. Yep, and you know, looking back, you know, maybe do you go Alec Pierce in round two? I'm not against it. I'm certainly open to it. I just the need 
and the fit, all of that. But uh, wide receiver got pretty shallow too. So yeah, Jaquan Brisker in round one, Perry and Winfrey round two, came Taylor Britt round three, Isaiah Thomas, and Jake Ferguson. And PFF hates our draft. <laughs> Absolutely, that looks like Jake Lisko's report card. C minus D oh, plus man. D, D plus D. <laughs> Hey man, I, I was I was good at school. Uh, this this is uh, reflective of of a tough situation for the Bengals, and this is a situation where PFF does grades based on their draft board. If you disagree with their draft board, and and draft a guy where they don't think he should be drafted, they kill you for it a little bit, and they certainly killed us for it a little bit. And maybe that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. It could be tough. It could be tough. This is two weeks in a row, though. I, I want one where everything works out nicely for us, man. We, maybe, we did so many the of these. Rounder. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's the seventh, seven rounder when we get into the seven rounds. And, and, you know, we did so many of these last year. We had so many more chances to get scenarios that we really liked. They were picking much higher. And this year, it's a lot harder. Tough one on this mock draft Monday on the PFF simulator. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, a ton of great stuff coming up this week. Brian Callahan will join us later in the week. And of course, Joe Goodberry and Mike Santagon will be back with us to talk draft and do some deep dives on some different players as we gear up for late April's 2022 NFL draft. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.